Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kersner. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back for another episode. And you know what I like to say? There's no better day than today for blessings, impact, and purpose. And tonight I want to discuss limitations. What are they and what should they be? Christina Habashi has a quote that says, the only limitations you will ever have are the ones you put on yourself. Do we believe that? Do we think that should be? What does God and psych say about that? We're going to get started, guys. We're after this break. Meet Fred. Fred once fell stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from The Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get up on your signed copy at HealingActsCoach.org. All right, and we're back. And so we're going to begin talking about limitations with boundaries and behavior and where limits exist there with uh, boundaries. So when we think about boundaries, we think about um, limits that we set by choice uh, between us and other people. And so um, what limits are you saying that you have? And some people don't have limits. Like We all know that person that when you're standing in your office at work and they stand uh, so close to you that, I mean, you can smell what they had last night for dinner. And it's like, dude, like you're, you're all in my personal space, all in my space. I need like, uh, give me my bubble. And so one of our first uh, limitations that we have is just personal space. What? Well, you know, like your personal boundaries, uh, you know, proximity to how someone stands close to you, um, um, what people, how you allow people to see you, what you wear, um, what you want to see other people wear, what you think is appropriate. And those are your limitations. You know, if you... Um, are at work and you feel that I have no limitations and you show up to work naked, you're going to be fired. There are limitations. And so when you say that we have no limitations when it comes to boundaries, that is not correct there. If you live in an industrialized society and you're not living in, in the woods with the monkeys, then we have some type of limitations because you choose to live in this environment. So it's a limitation by choice. And so when you got that job or you are just in life, um, there are boundaries and we have a uh, personal one we're going to talk about was personal space. And so um, personal space does not also just talk about your uh, physical self and what in the relation to where someone stands with you. It also can be uh, like, do I need my own room? Um, do I need my own office? Am I okay being in a cubicle? How much of that personal space do you need in different environments? And so that doesn't just uh, translate to, um, 
your work that translates for home, that's in every environment, in your car. How much space do you need? That personal space, that boundary you set there, that's one way we limit things. We limit um, people's access to you. You also limit that intrusion on, on you. You limit that uh, violation of just your area. And so you're saying, okay, I'm okay if you're within six feet of me. I, I think that's okay. But I mean, if if you're standing nose to nose to me, that's not okay. And some people are and some people aren't. But what you choose and what you set, that's your limitation. And then lines cross. So what you allow people to do to you, um, what where do you draw that line in the sand? And so I remember when I was in college and uh, the I remember the freshman year that there were these girls in my hall and they were like, what's up, babe? What's up? This name said the B word. And for those who don't know, that's profanity. And I was like, you know, where I come from, that's a curse word. Like, that's the fighting word. And they were like, no, man, I mean, that's like, what's up, sis? You know, I was like, yeah, where I come from, that doesn't mean sis. So for me, that was a boundary. That was a line. That was a limitation for me. And so we had to get to that understanding that for me, when you call me the B word, that was not okay with me. That was a limitation for me that said that we were not going to be okay and we were not on friendly terms. But for them, it mean it meant like we were the closest of buds and, and we were okay. Um, it's the same as some people who are very touchy-feely. Uh, they may want to hug you all the time or shake or uh, whether there's a fist bump. And some people have... Uh, some people have germaphobes and some people have just, I don't want to touch other people's skin because I just don't want to do it. And so because we have people that do that, then that's a limitation for them is that you may want to hug and you think that it's okay to hug and they may not want that. And so those are those personal lines, those lines that we say that, that everyone has. And so we talk about that. Everyone has, this is just, where do you set your line and where do you set that limit? Um, and then expectations on treatment for others. And so when we're talking about expectation on treatment, so uh, I talk a lot about this with, you know, a lot of people I counsel and a lot of friends and family and that, uh, what you, you get what you expect from people and so what you allow. And so when I say that, I mean, if someone uh, disrespects you or does something to you that you do not like, and you're not even giving them the feedback to say, I do not like that. So let's say those, when I was a freshman, with in college and those girls kept calling me the B word and I just said, okay, I felt like I, I didn't have any place to say anything or I didn't try to um, understand where they were coming from and, and then explain to them where, where I felt like that was not okay. Then I cannot say that I expect them to do something different. I'm allowing them to do it. I have not changed the expectation um, for them that I'm going to be receptive of it when they do it because I'm not giving them feedback yet to say, that's not okay with me. That's not something that's acceptable to me, at least if we want to be friendly, we want to be okay. And so um, when you set that boundary, that limit between you and someone else about expectations, really saying for us to move forward in a positive relationship or a positive manner or in a friendly manner, this is what I expect, or even if it's just saying what you do not expect. So sometimes we don't know what to tell someone until they cross that line and say, and you say, okay, I, yeah, I, can't, I can't do that. You know, you see that in relationships where you have people say that so-and-so keeps repetitively doing this um, and these things have not changed. And then I'll say, so have you talked to them about it? Have you said, but it's, well, they know I don't like it. I always get mad about it. But have you said, this is something I do, I cannot 
um, tolerate. I cannot have for me. And this is a line breaker for me. This is a deal breaker. Um, have you said that? And they'll say, well, I haven't said that. Well, if you don't say that, then do they understand that this is something that you don't expect to have happen in order for you to keep moving forward and stay uh, connected to each other, to stay in that positive relationship? And so what I'm saying here is boundaries. There are things that we set by choice, but there are also things we need to verbalize. And so we set a choice. I can say that, okay, if I was living with five people in one in one room when I was a kid, it might have been at that time for survival. My choice was that, okay, I could lay right beside you and we could be arm to arm and sleep. And that was not a personal boundary for me at that time. But as I grew older, I said, I like my space. I like a, a little distance between me and someone else. And so I want you about five, five people distances between me unless we have another reason to be there. And so we're saying these are set by choice. You define it. You let other people know. You communicate that. And that's our first set of limitations we're talking about tonight. Next, we're going to come back and talk about behavior limits uh, that we set, uh, that we have learned through life um, and that we also do by choice, but we got them through learning. We got them through schooling. We got them through um, just living in industrialized society. And so what we're saying is let's talk about behavior next. And how does that look with limitations? We'll be back right after this, guys. And we're back. So we're talking about behavior with limitations. And uh, these are the things with how you limit yourself, um, how you limit your actions based on morals, parents, teachings, society, schools, church. And so this is really all those life experiences that you've had. And at some point they come to shape your behavior or they come to uh, you come to a uh, shape or coin what you feel is acceptable are acceptable limits for yourself on how you conduct yourself or how you behave. So what am I talking about there for those who was like, what is she talking about? So for, uh, so, okay, like I'm from the South. And so there are certain things I cannot say to a person who's in a position of authority or a superior and the reason why is because we in the South uh, are big on respect and we're big on giving honor. We're honored due to our elders. And so in this matter of we choose to say that you have come before me, you have all this knowledge, you have all this wisdom, you deserve it and you have earned it. And so but just your age innately gives it just your familial position can innately give it to you and then in a job role because you're my superior it doesn't have to be an age thing it's just just that definition of that innately gives it and so automatically that conducts that uh sets the 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 area the environment to know what are the acceptable um behavior limits between you and I. So one of them would be just giving a matter of respect when you address them. And so I'm not going to be flipping with you. I'm not going to talk to you with callous. I'm not going to curse with you. I'm, I'm going to address you um, with the utmost respect and with, with my, with what you consider your good manners or your Sunday manners. And so that is a choice, but as also learned. And so Meaning that if I wanted to change that, so like when I moved to Kansas, 
And I, I, I say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, a lot in, in those in those environments with those people. And when I came here, my my superiors and my supervisors would say, oh, you said yes, ma'am, you said yes, ma'am. I said, it's ingrained. Like, it's learned. It's, it's a learned behavior. It is very hard to distinguish, and I don't know how to. And so in the back of my head, even if I tried, it just felt wrong. It felt like... Uh, I'm just innately just disrespectful to you. And so it was something I could not change. And so what we're looking at is that that is so ingrained in you that you're saying, okay, this can, can, this automatically shapes how I conduct myself day to day and what I believe to be um, what is important for me in what I look like daily, how my behavior is perceived daily. And so this can say how you talk to people, how you hold a door open for someone, um, how you um, say please and thank you, the manners that you use, um, the language that you use around certain people. So if you say, I'm not going to curse in front of a lady, if you say, um, you know, in the presence of a man, I'm going to sit with my legs crossed or something like that, you know, some things are antiquated, but then some things are just, some people still do them it's just because it's, it's, it's what you choose to do and set the limitations on your own behavior. So it's not that you're saying that it could never be done. It's not possible. It's not an area to move. It's saying that um, in this setting or even just with myself, this is a line I choose not to cry. I choose not to cross and I choose not to do for myself because for me, it's not okay. So like for me, it's not okay to infringe on someone else's right by physically hitting them. And so I'm not going to just, I may be extremely angry at my coworker, but I'm not going to punch her in the face. Uh, I'm not, I may be extremely angry because someone hit my car, but I'm not going to get out of the car and go punch them in the face. That's not okay um, in any manner for me. And that's a choice. I could see where someone could get angry and I may have a patient or two that have come in my office and say, that's what they're doing. You know, so the person hit that car, they got very angry. And so they got out of the car, punched them in the face or set the car on fire or did something that was just like, okay, this is my way to express my anger at this point. But that was a limit that they did not have. But for myself, it is a limit. And so their relative um, is not that because you have set this limit that, the person in the next office beside you has the same one, but it does say for just for your personal self, it's good to know what your limits are. And sometimes we can try to judge someone else based on our limits. And that's where you get into a place where you're judging people, but they don't have the same experiences, the same parents, the same teaching. They didn't grow up in the same part of society as you. And so sometimes you have to take all of that into consideration and say, now I I can kind of see when you put all those things together, why this person can behave in that manner. And it's okay. It's okay, actually, that they behave in that manner. Whereas for me, it may not be okay. Um, and that's why we really talk about uh, cultural differences just innately with people, because what is okay, um, maybe if you're in South Miami, uh, may not be the same if you're in Tallahassee. And that may not be the same as if you're in South Carolina. Um, and so it starts to change. And if you go to New York in certain parts of New York, then that changes. And so the behavior was expected, what um, what people choose to uh, choose to impose as limits on themselves that comes from their morals 
what they're learned in their environment, their teaching, their schooling, their, their uh, little sect of society, that is what changes that behavior part. So then you think to yourself, okay, this is why I do this. But then let's say you're in a relationship with someone. You want to consider all those pieces. So when you say, you know, she's always yelling, why does she yell? Well, if her mom's a yeller, you know, if if her dad's a yeller or if that they've screamed all their life to talk to people, then you're like, okay, I understand why she yells. And so maybe you're going to have to go back to a place of personal boundaries to get that person to understand that this is a limit for you because it is not a limit that they set on their behavior, although you have set it on your behavior. And so it becomes a different way at that point to interact with each other and set bound and, and set communication places of I know for you, you know, this is not a boundary um, that you have set for yourself, you know, for other people. But it is for me, you know, and then also I know that this is a behavior that was acceptable where you come from and acceptable in your family. But I was not exposed to that in my family. It was not something that was acceptable. It was not something that people did. And so this is where we're oil and water. And how do we how do we find a place that we can mix and that we're not constantly coming against each other? We're not constantly uh, button heads and and destroying our relationship, whether it's a friendship or it's a, it's a relationship that is one like a marriage or a girlfriend boyfriend situation or just an intimate relationship. It's just how do we how do we communicate that this is a difference and um, those limitations when you start talking about that where my my limitations have been. For my boundaries and my behavior set by my environment and the ones I choose, that then opens a whole new president of conversation that is now not that you're just butting heads. It's saying, okay, let's talk about like our foundational pieces here, who I am beyond what I consciously think about every day, who I am and uh, that my experiences made me be, uh, made me become and um, naturally have that just conversation about those limitations. And so it changed your perspective on it. It's a different way to think about it. When we come back, we're going to keep talking about limitations, guys. Enjoy the break. All right. And we're back. Next, I want to talk about uh, ability limits. Uh, and that is your personal knowledge and just innate abilities within yourself and what you can and cannot do. And this one uh, is pretty uh, important to me because I sit with clients all day and uh they will tell me what they cannot do. And often uh, what they're talking about is not actually a physical limitation of themselves or even a knowledge limitation. It is a, a fear has uh, prompted uh, a limitation. And so it's an emotional limitation that they have because they're fearful. Um, and so, and it takes a lot of hard work and, or it takes more work than, um, than, than uh, they're prepared to put in. And so they want to say that something is outside of their reach and it is a, a definite limit that they cannot, they cannot attain or, or get past. And I always say, you know, it's, it may be hard, but it is not impossible. And so when we talk about your abilities and your skills and your knowledge base, and we talk about how do we know those limits? And what's a real limit and what is not? Because there are some some real limits. I mean, you have people that say, I'll have uh, people that come into my office. And I mean, if you're 45 and you're four foot two and you have dreams of being an MBA and you're still chasing that. And I'm saying, let's talk about real limitations here. I mean, there are some there are some real limitations just because and they may they may not have existed when it started. 
But now when you look at what the average player looks like and, and what happens is like you can play basketball if you love it and you can play it um, in different leagues that may be professional leagues. But let's talk about the NBA and what their players look like and what um, that has. And there are some real limitations there just because where you're trying to go. So it's just like, um, I mean, there are limits all the time that people want to act as if there are not limits. And some things are limits just because of um, even your knowledge base. So let's say, okay, so even myself, um, I don't know how to perform brain surgery. And although I may say it is not something that I may not ever be able to do, if tomorrow someone cracks open their skull and they need, they need brain surgery, I am not going to Wikipedia um, how to perform brain surgery for dummies and be able to do it. There's a limit to my knowledge base. There's a limit there innately on what I am aware of. And we're saying those are real things, guys. Like that, that is not just anything is possible at any time and there are no limits. There are limits to what you know. And everyone, there's limits to what everyone knows. There's limits to what everyone can do. I cannot just tomorrow say I'm going to pick up um, a 700 pound refrigerator or a 700 pound something. Like it may be something I can attain later if I say I'm going to lift weights and I'm going to progress towards it. Just like that brain surgery. Maybe you're able to do it if you have time to study, get the, get the information, acquire the knowledge. But limits, you, you have to be aware of what you lack to know how you need to bridge the gap. And so here I'm not saying that is not possible. We're saying that knowledge of your limits um, and where your abilities, your abilities like or your knowledge likes or your skills like or just even physical limits will allow you to know how can you bridge that gap. So if uh, I really love basketball and I want to play professionally, why does it have to be the NBA? Why can't it be something else? And if I know I'm only four feet tall and I know that on 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 a good day I miss three free throws and I miss uh, I like I can get one three pointer if I love it then there are other ways that I can play it and play it in a competitive arena and still be able to achieve that goal and have it work have it be worthwhile to me and meet and meet what I want so I can bridge that gap but it doesn't have to be the NBA. You know, so it's like I may not be able to perform brain surgery tomorrow, but I may be able to do it in 10 years or in five years. And so sometimes we have to change. Um, we have to change things to bridge the gap. And so what I'm saying is I challenge you to say it's, it's not that it's impossible. We're just saying, how do we bridge the gap? But in order to know what the gap needs to look like, that bridge and to order to know how to how to how to how to bridge it you need to know what what exists what is not there and if you sit here and you say i can do anything tomorrow i can walk in and i can do brain surgery then what's going to happen is you might do brain surgery that patient's dead you you, you it's not really brain surgery if that person's not alive and all you did you, yeah, you perform surgery on the brain but that i mean the goal is to help that person live and function better you just killed them. So is so are we saying that's the bridge you're trying to gap? I mean, that's the way you're 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 bridging that gap, or are we saying that you're gonna do something where you, what you intend it to be, and not just change it, um, change the wording on it to meet uh, what you're saying? We're saying actually achieve that goal 
in a manner um, that meets the need or meets meets the dream that you have. Um, and so when you look at knowledge base, it's all it's all pertains to where you're trying to go. What have you been exposed to? Um, what have you learned? And then uh, when you look at your skills, there's just some real hard facts of what can what can you do? What's your trade? What what um, what are your talents? And, so, you know, and uh, and sometimes you need people to tell you that you just don't want to reflect things back to you. And say, you say, you know, what do you figure my strengths are? You know, if, or just throw throw ideas at them and say, it. you know, because there are some things you can really test. You can test how much weight you can you can you can lift. That's easy. Um, but if you're saying, OK, can I test uh, how many words um, you can say in a minute? That's something that's going to change depending on the day, because I know when I was hoarse this other day, it was so hard for me to talk. Um, and so that's going to innately slow me down. But on a good day, it's different. And so those things change. That is not fixed. And so you have some things that are fixed and some things that are not. And so sometimes it helps other people. You get an expert, someone who's an expert in that. So I get someone who's an expert in weight training or I get someone who's an expert in surgery or brain surgery and say, you know, what does it take to be able to perform a surgery on the brain? And then I, and you, you do more than Wikipedia. You, you actually go to medical school and you go get the, the training and knowledge that says you can do these things. Um, and that you're able and that and then you do them for several times and you become very skilled at it and you have a, a knowledge base in it. Um, you know, if you're saying that, you know, um, you want to be a lawyer, but all you did was watch Breaking Bad and you want to, you know, follow Sal. Well, then you're going to he did horrible law. That is not even that's not your basis of your skill set. But now I will say I have met some of my patients and they have. Um, watch like they play games like Call of Duty and and they know guns. Like it's like they they can tell you the ins and out of a gun because that game puts some real life info in there. So sometimes you can learn atypically and you can learn in situations or environments that's not a school and become very astute and knowledgeable in 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 a in a topic or in an area. But in order to do that, you still have to know where the limitation is, and that is an area that. Uh, has some expertise and that is a place that you have um, solid information and that is a place that you can learn and replicate that learning and so uh, and that's that so we're going to come back and we're going to say what does God say about limitations guys bad guys and we talk about limitations in in the bible we can go with this several ways and i'm going to choose to go one way and uh, and because it's it's a topic that literally if, if i go that way we can go uh, 50 million different ways with it and so i'm going to choose to stick with where i was talking about behavior and boundaries and what does the bible say about um behaviors and boundaries with regards to limitations and just limitations in general and so first off um uh the when we go for behavior and boundaries um god uh, talks about uh the commandments in exodus um it's and in exodus 
God talks about the Ten Commandments and what are the Ten Commandments? And the Ten Commandments uh, were established because God had his people and and people were doing things that he was just like, oh, my goodness, they, they have no limitations. Like, it, everything is, is going crazy. People are doing all kind of things to each other. And um, at the root of it, I'll go ahead and say it now instead of end with it later, was God was like, we are not loving each other. And he, he said they're not loving each other, showing love to each other. And how can I be as specific as possible to them and say, if you do these things, um, this will be pleasing this this is this is what you should do um and so when he did that uh you know he said things like you know do not murder someone do not steal from someone do not bear false witness against someone else and so a lot of them are if you listen to what i'm saying that sounds like what our laws are now you're not supposed to murder someone you're not supposed to steal from someone and you're not supposed to lie on someone you're not supposed to um like say you saw someone do something they didn't do it. Um, you're not supposed to uh, covet someone else. So you're not supposed to want someone else's wife. Uh, you're not supposed to commit adultery. So you're not supposed to sleep with someone else's uh, partner that they married. Um, you're supposed to keep the Sabbath day holy. Um, you are supposed to um, uh, honor your mother and your father. And honor your mother and your father can can simply mean it doesn't mean that um, um, you have to uh, bow down at their feet. It just can mean that you just don't say anything ill towards them or uh, or you don't hurt them. Um, you also another one is that uh, let's see um, you do not have false idols. And so you don't worship someone that's um, not God. And and so these were his commandments. And but he still said that above all these things uh, is love. And he wanted us to love each other. And so God said, if if you love on people or if you truly try to love on someone else, because you could do all the commandment commandments and are hateful and evil to people and you're still not doing what God wants you to do. And so his his boundary and 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 conduct and code for behavior really comes from a place of if it's not something that is 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 uh being kind or loving to someone, then are you really supposed to do it? And that's really where the limitation comes at. And when you look at um godly principles, it's it's okay. Is this coming from a place of love? This action I'm about to take, because if it's not, um, then then it's not okay. It's not what he would want you to do, because you have so many people that will do things and they'll say they're doing it in God's name and they're hurting people and you're, you're judging them or you're you're uh, rejecting them and um, there are ways that you can tell someone you're not okay with what they do or you're not okay with their behavior, but still say that from a place of love and still be able to. Um, be around that person or still be able to show love to that person and not reject that person. And some people just don't know how to do that. They don't know how to love on other people or even um, to say, I disagree about certain things that you do, um, but I still love you. And that's one thing that I see a lot with people when it comes to 
um, limitations with God is like, okay, I have this limitation. You do something I don't do, or you do something that I think God says we don't need to do. And um, I can't associate with you. I can't talk to you. And then they talk down to that person about that behavior. And that's just really not what God intended. You can still stand for his principles, stand for uh, what you believe, but you don't have to hurt people in the process. And so the limitation really for him at the end all be all is don't hurt other people. And um, especially intentionally. And if you do it unintentionally, you definitely aren't supposed to do it by and say that he condoned it or he's approving of it. Um, because then that can cause them to turn away from him. And that is another thing that in the Bible they say is worse than anything else. And so really, really, really what we want to do is say, um, what's that limitation in the Bible? What does God say the limit is? God says that that limit right now is um, don't hurt other people. Love on people is, is, is what he wants you to do. And so we're going to come right back after the break. And I'm going to continue talking about limitations, guys. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut, and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from The Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. Okay, so for my last piece of this, I wanted to talk about just a few limits that I feel that if you impose these limits on yourself, you choose to say, I want to take these limits and move forward, that they will increase um, your chances of attaining your purpose, your goal, uh, making an impact um, and it, increasing your blessings that for yourself and just the ability to um, help others receive blessings as well. And so my first one would be to limit the impact your your mood has on your behavior. And so. Um, I see often that people, um, if I'm angry, I think it's okay to just be angry and, and irritable with people. How many times have you gone to um, a, a Walmart or a grocery store and the cashier is angry and she's not um, polite to you and she's angry and snippet with you or he or she is um, uh, jerky with your, your, your stuff and, and just kind of rude and you're just like hello how are you and they're just like mm, you know they're grumpy and you're just like well I mean if you want to do job don't do job and 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 granted you you don't say that we don't know that that's not that's the end all reason why that person is that way that day but at the end of the day your mood is now affecting your behavior and when that happens um that affects how people perceive you and that affects how you interact in your environment and in at the end of the day it um, is not the best way to to uh, condone yourself. And so just like for that cashier, you say you will that I guarantee you hear that same person complain. I've been here five years and no one's ever tried to promote me to manager. Well, I kind of know why that is. I, I kind of know. Um, yes, because, you know, you're not a morning person every time they put you on a morning shift. 
you come in and you're you're rude and you're mean you're mean to everybody you're rude to everybody because you're in a bad mood that's that's not okay um and so i challenge people to limit that to yourself don't let your mood be your mood determine your behavior and so sometimes you got to push through it you got to say okay you know i may be angry but i want to make sure i do whatever i need to do to shift myself and get myself into a positive place so that although i'm in this state that i can i can uh i can behave in a manner that is consistent with where i'm trying to go and what i'm trying to convey or what i'm trying to do because you don't want to inadvertently hurt someone um so that same cashier can hurt someone that coming through that day who needs to who needs to actually like interact with someone positive they don't have anyone else and um you have now missed that opportunity and you, you don't know it that you had it you didn't even know it and you didn't care to know and so my first one is to challenge that limit how that mood affects your behavior my next one would be to say that no um know that you can do uh anything that you put your mind to within reason and so the next limit i challenge you to say is just what i said earlier no be very aware self-actualization is amazing when you sit and you have um people around you that can tell you what your limits are where your strengths are where your weaknesses are there are reasons they ask those questions in interviews there are reasons people have to write theses on this by itself is because that is one way for personal growth and as a, a very strong way for personal growth and so get some people around you that aren't just yes people there aren't just people that say hey you do awesome hey you do awesome to have some people that you say to, you know tomorrow i think i want to go fly i want to go i want to go to apply for a job at nasa and they'll say dude like you're a psychologist what are you where are you going to nasa and unless you're saying you're going to be a psychologist for nasa then why are you saying you're trying to fly a flight? No one wants to get on that with you. Everyone's going to die, going to crash. That's not okay. I need those people in my world. And so what I'm saying is know that you want to be able to say, I can do anything I put my mind to within reason. And what that does is say, put those people around you, challenge yourself to know that you don't know everything and you don't know what you don't know sometimes and what you're not good at sometimes and get that reflection back to you and so that's a limit i say put on yourself no you don't know it all no you can't do it all and how can you bridge that gap and so put those people around you um the next limitation that i think you need for success would be friendships you need to limit uh the people in your world uh period um that doesn't say that you don't have um acquaintances and you don't have people that you talk to often but that real true inner circle that you share uh what you're doing you share uh your vulnerabilities so you need those people and it needs to be more than just one person because you you really don't want to overburden one person and you don't want to tax out your resources but and then oftentimes if you have two people at least two people then you'll have two people that you can see are they consistently saying the same thing and I always have a rule of three for myself. So I have three three people in my inner inner people that I feel like God placed around me to um, be my confidants and and they're to me they're my cheerleaders because they can they're they're those people that need to be there. But if you've got twenty people in your inner circle, something's wrong. Those people are not all honest with you. They're not all telling you the truth. They can't. It's just it's just too many to be able to spread yourself that thin. 
and get accurate, really true, solid relationships. So I say limit those friendships, limit people that you have in your inner circle and and use the criterion that you select them with um, to be high. Don't just say, well, we're here because I've known you. I might have known you 20 years, but we may have nothing in common anymore. We may be going to separate, separate places and we, we can't nurture each other uh, nurture each other's strengths anymore and push us to be the best versions of ourselves. But I love you and I like talking to you and I consider you family. And so, um, uh, so you keep those people that are like that in that place and then those inner confidants. Keep that to be just a select few people. It should not be more than enough on uh, one handful that you would tell uh, those things with those people you want to have. So limit those conversations. And then the next thing that I would say is limit the amount of time that um, you choose to um, devote towards everyone else. So you may be a person that you're saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a helper. I like to do other things, but you really got to do self-care. And so you have to at some point limit the time that you give to others. And uh, that includes kids. That includes spouses. That says that sometimes you have to take some me time. And you got to put some of that back into you. And sometimes that back into you is just meditation time. It's prayer time. It's soaking in bath time. It could be just time you're spending on a long run. But you need to take care of that, take care of you. And at some point, if you're not pouring into you and um, and taking care of you and limiting that space, because as a helper, you can get to where, you know, I am supposed to be going to this meeting and helping this person and helping this person and, and volunteering here. And then I have my kids to take care of and then I have my family to take care of and then I have my mom to take care of and then I have this person and you're so spread thin that you look up and you're not able to do any of that anymore. And all the things that used to drive you and make you feel like, okay, I'm making an impact. This is my purpose. And it doesn't work anymore because your self care is horrible. So I challenge you to limit the time that you're spending on everyone else. And that's just saying prioritize some time for you and make it and do it on purpose. And so it's like, if you take, if you say, okay, Wednesday's my night that I do nothing, do nothing on Wednesday night. That's just it. At least you have some time that you prioritize for yourself and you say, that is it for me. That is it. But make it time that is just you. No one else can infringe on that time unless it's a crisis. Someone needs to be dying or near dying or um, to, to do that. And, you limit that space to just your time for you. And so that are, that's, that's that. And I can go on about this topic again and I'm actually made, but please do subscribe to the podcast. Check me out at healingx.k on Facebook. We're at healingxcoach.org. Um, subscribe, share guys, please send me feedback, send messages, and I will talk to you next time. Have a good night.